Come on, won't you give God another hand clap of praise in the house? Matter of fact, just look at somebody and tell them God deserves it. Amen. God deserves all of it. Our praise, our glory, God deserves it. It's good to see you, COH. Good to see you. And matter of fact, I want to make sure we shout out those who are streaming online. We appreciate you. Matter of fact, y'all put your hands together for our online folks. Come on, y'all let them know you love them. You may not be in the house, but you are of the house. And so we thank God for y'all on today. Uh, if you would turn with me to Galatians, the sixth chapter. You got your Bibles, Galatians, the sixth chapter, the third verse. Galatians 6, 3. New Testament scripture, Galatians, the sixth chapter, third verse. And it says, for if anyone thinks he is something thinks she is something when he or she is nothing they deceive themselves for if anyone thinks he or she is something when they are nothing they deceive themselves won't y'all pray with me I want to use as a, a sermon topic this morning let go my ego let go my ego. God, in Jesus' name, we want to say thank you for this day. God, we are grateful for all that you continue to do in our lives. God, in Jesus' name, I ask right now, God, that you would settle me. And God, I ask that there is anything in me that is not of you, anything that would distract, that would get in the way, God, you would remove it right now. God, center all of us so that we can receive, God, the word that you've given on today. God, we just want to be better. We want to live better. We want to be better. We want to do better. And so, God, we thank you for this moment that, God, you will help us to leave here different than the way we came. God, if there's anybody here that needs to know you for themselves, God, I'm believing by the end of this sermon, God, that they will come to want to know Jesus for themselves and give their lives to you. So, God, in Jesus' name, we just want to say thank you. God, you are so good. You are so worthy. God, if we're honest, God, if we would not be here in this moment if it wasn't for you on our side. And so for that, God, we give you glory and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, let everybody say amen, amen, and amen. Look at somebody telling, let go my ego, let go my ego. Pastor told us, at the end of 2022, that 2023 would be the year of we. This is not the year of what's mine is mine and what's yours is yours. This is a year that we all eat. We are all blessed. And we are all sacrificing for the greater good. If I'm getting promoted, I'm looking to bring someone with me. If I'm buying a new car, I'm looking to see who I can pick up. If I'm starting a business, I'm looking to see who I can hire. If I'm purchasing a new home, I'm looking to see who I can feed in my brand new kitchen. Because this is the year of we. And when we look out for us, the kingdom of God is advanced. When we look out for us, Things get better. Communities get better with we. Children are safer with we. 
Families go to dead without hunger pains with we. Oh, the reality is friendships are solidified with we. Alliances grow stronger with we. Those oppressed and marginalized are taken care of with we. Gun violence is decreased with we. Politicians are held accountable with we. And the church is a place of hope love and service with we because there is more power provision and purpose when we work together uh, tell somebody this is the year of the only thing that can hamper hinder and handicap the year of we isn't the enemies that we will face on the outside but it is the ego that lives on the inside. Much of the issues I just addressed could easily be handled and overcome if unchecked and unhealthy egos didn't sabotage the progress. Ego does not work well in groups. Ego is not communal in nature. The very definition of ego in Latin is I. The Bible's definition of ego can be found in our scripture. Galatians, the sixth chapter, the third verse. For if anyone thinks they are something when they are nothing, they deceive themselves. I don't know about you, but every one of us has an ego. And let it be clear, when our ego is in balance, it is what motivates us. It is what pushes us. It is what inspires us that when our ego is left untamed and uncontrollable, it becomes the worst part of us. In the book, Ego is the Enemy, Arthur Ryan Holiday says, whatever you are, whatever you are doing, your worst enemy already lives inside of you. It's your ego. Precisely what makes us so promising as thinkers, as creatives, as leaders, as entrepreneurs, what drives us to the top of our fields also makes us vulnerable to this darker side of the psyche. Our ego, when unchecked, becomes an unhealthy belief in our own importance. You think you are more than who you are. Our ego only seeks to advance, elevate, and benefit self. It looks out for self, only considers self, and will always put self in front of others. That's why we've got to be careful in this current culture that is only concerned about me, myself, and I, because much of it is contrary and in direct conflict with the teachings of our faith. How do you know, Reverend Deal? Because the Philippians 2 says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. 1 Corinthians 10, 24 says, let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. Ephesians 4, 2 says, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. Romans 15, 1 says, who we are strong has an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak 
and not please ourselves. John 15, 13, talk to me, Jesus, says, greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. And I sometimes wonder if Jesus had an Instagram, a Twitter, or a TikTok, a TikTok account, how many of us would follow it, repost it, and share it? Because much of it would be at odds with our ego. Our ego. Our ego wants to make us the victim. And so we blame everybody else even when we know it was us. Our ego does not own a mirror so it never can see itself for who it really is. Our ego inflates us so that we think then we're bigger than what we are. Our unchecked ego makes it almost impossible for us to forgive others who have done us wrong. But on the flip side of that same coin, it makes it even harder for others to forgive us because our ego tells us that we are never wrong. Even when it does acts of kindness, <laughs> its motives are suspect. It wants to be recognized for everything. It gets fed from accolades and approval. It lashes out when it feels slighted or offended in any way. It does not know how to compromise and do what is mutually beneficial. Our ego is self-centered, it is self-focused, and it is selfish. Tell somebody I gotta let go my ego. But today's sermon, let go my ego is trusting that God will heal us from the past traumas of shame, hurt, and rejection that have played a significant role in why our ego has become our weapon of choice. Our ego tells us to trust no one, to never put ourselves in that situation again, to stay guarded, to stay cautious, to stay safe. That's what a bruised ego looks like. It, it will hurt first and ask questions last. It will practice, protect its emotions at all extenses and defend its heart against intruders who God has sent with the best intentions. But when we decide to let go our ego, we are asking God to create in us a clean heart and to renew within us a right spirit. We are asking God to take over so that we can become the best version of ourselves. We are asking God to show us that we are valuable and worthy because of how God sees us, not because of what ego tells us. Let go, my. And I, and I have to admit that I already know Preaching this sermon is not a popular opinion. Somebody uh, right now uh, won't be able to fully receive this sermon because your ego is already telling you, Reverend Veal's not talking to me. That this sermon is for them. I wish they were here. Yeah, that's what ego does, it, it, it puts it off of you. But just so you're clear. If you think this sermon isn't for you, it's especially for you. Because I believe that this is a word for all of us, including the preacher. 
So God sent me this morning to tell us that if we want to experience the year of we, we got to learn to let go our ego. Yeah, the first thing I want to say is that if we're going to learn to let go our ego, we've got to ask ourselves daily, what have we done for God lately? 1986, young sister named Janet Jackson came out with a song called, What Have You Done For Me Lately? Y'all know the song. In one of the verses, it sounds like God talking to us about our ego. She sings, you ought to be thankful for the little things, but little things are all you seem to give. You're always putting off what we could do today. Soap opera says you got one life to live. Who's right? Who's wrong? What have you done for me lately? Oh, y'all know the song. Y'all know the song. God calls us to purpose because God created us to do and not just be. Many times we want to be and what we want to be is in conflict with what God wants us to do. God does not call us to accomplishments and achievements, but God calls us to assignments. And sometimes a God-completed assignment might produce an accomplishment. But accomplishments and achievements don't necessarily mean you've completed God's assignment. <laughs> Y'all missed that. Our, our ego wants the praise of the crowd, even if it means sacrificing our purpose for God. Our ego tells us to focus on what we want to be. Be rich, be successful, be great, be dope, be legendary, be known. But God tells us what to do. And the question we should be asking ourselves to keep our egos in check is what I'm doing about me or is it greater, bigger, and larger than me? It's what I've always told myself what I wanted to be getting in the way of what I believe God is calling me to do. Our ego is only concerned with our being, but when we let go our ego, there is a shift from being what we desire to doing what God has called us to do. That doesn't mean we won't be rich, we won't be successful, won't be great, won't be dope won't be legendary, won't be known, but it does mean that those things will only be a byproduct of what you've done for God lately. That's why Matthew 6.33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God, but seek first the kingdom of God, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things will be added to you when we seek when we seek which is an action which means we do god will have no problem adding to what we will be the truth is is that who we are is always connected to what we've done and the question still remains what have you done for god lately and that's when we can get to this place, and I pray that when my life is over, that God will not ask me, 
who I was. God will ask me what I did. And, 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 I, and, I, and I pray that for all of us that when, when this life is over, that when we get to the gate, that God will then say, well done. Not well being. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Now enter in. Look at somebody telling them, uh, uh, what have you done for God lately? That's, don't let your ego's thirst for being keep you from God's purpose for doing. Last thing is this, is that when you let go, your ego is important so that we can better understand that we are nothing without God. Matter of fact, just tell, just look up to heaven and say, God, I ain't nothing without you. I ain't nothing. Our egos are always craving and desiring more. Our lives turn into pursuits for more instead of a journey with a destined end. If we are honest, we've all found ourselves at some point in our lives searching for more. More love, more money, more security, more prestige, more networks, more resources, more loyalty, more control, more power. We keep filling ourselves with what we think will satisfy us and make us whole. The challenge is it never delivers. Because the more we get, the more we want. I, I, the other day I was reading this article, Pastor, and it was entitled, Food Isn't Food Anymore, The Frightening World of Fillers. And it talked about how, how food fillers are helping to lower the cost of meat. Fillers are additives added to processed meat to help bulk up the weight of the food. So much of what we're eating isn't actually what we think it is. Even though it may feel like we're getting more, fillers are giving us less of what we really desire. And I believe that if it ain't God, it's just filler. And no matter how hard you try, filler will never give you what your spirit is seeking after. Our ego will try to give us fillers or substitutes instead of the real thing. That's why our ego keeps us running towards what we believe might give us satisfaction and running away from what might truly help us. Tell somebody, I don't want no filler. I want the real thing. That's what Paul came to understand when writing to the church of Philippi. He told them, I'm not saying this because I'm in need for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. And listen to this. It says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. 
And that ultimately is the key to living a life with less ego. It's in our conscious and intentional decision that we are nothing without God. But with God, all things are possible. Our ego cannot overrule us when we put God first. It's alignment with the creator that destroys the voice of the ego. It's finding purpose in God's will and not our will where our ego loses its hold over us. Our ego is no longer the drug that keeps us chasing after our next high at the expense of our sanity and our peace and our joy. It's the unnerving promise of God that settles us and reminds us that God knows the plans he has for us, plans to prosper us and not harm us plans to give us a hope and a future we don't need our reckless ego we just need more God when we let go our ego we can accept what we know God already knows we are imperfect we are flawed and we are broken we don't have to try to hide our weaknesses the Hide a false sense of pride because all that we have and all that we need is supplied by God's grace. God's grace reminds us that who we are is not defined by who we think we are, but by the grace that God has freely given us. We don't need our ego to pretend that we've got it all together because God's grace makes up for every inadequacy. When we truly understand God's grace is sufficient, we can love ourselves without the need of our egos cuffing us up and faking like we are something that God never intended us to be. Tell yourself and your ego, I dare you to say it, I am enough because God's grace is enough. 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 No past trauma, no past hurt, no past abuse, no past mistake, no past bad decision can keep me out of God's grace. And I refuse to let my ego try to separate me from the very thing that reminds me that without God, I am nothing. But with God, I can do. I don't need another pep talk. I need God. I don't need you to tell me how fine I am. I need God. I don't tell you, need you to tell me what's in my bank account. I need God. I don't need that notion. I need God. I don't need to get married. I need God. That as long as I got God on my side, that's everything. And that's all I need. Keep your stuff. Give me. Keep your car. Give me God. Keep your house, give me God. Because as long as I got God, I'll have a car. As long as I got God, I'll have shelter. As long as I got God, he'll make a way. As long as I got God, he'll heal my body. Everything I need.
can be found in. I got to control this ego. It gets out of pocket. I got to control this ego because I get offended too easily. I got to control this ego because it makes me feel like I need you to validate me when as long as I got God, that's all the validation I need. I don't need you to tell me who I am. I already know who I am. I'm the head, not the tail. I'm the lender. Not the borrower. I don't need you to help me feel better about myself. I was fearfully and wonderfully made. When God made me, he ain't make no junk. I know who I And watch this. And when I get me together, I'm really getting we together. Because we can't get together. If me can't get it together. But when I look at myself, this is the beauty. This is the beauty of God's grace. It gives you more humility and compassion. It allows you not to always feel like somebody's done you wrong because you understand that you've done folks wrong. You understand that you've done God wrong. You understand that what they said about you is true. But God's grace and his mercy has helped to wipe the stain clean. And if God can wipe the stain off of me, then I ought to have a little bit of humility and a little bit of compassion and a little bit of grace that the same God that can do it for me is the same God that can do it. Because this is the year we, if he's changing me, he's changing you. If he's working on me, he's working on you. If he's touching me, he's touching you. If he's transforming me, he's transforming you. If I'm getting better, you getting better. I don't know how it happens, but that default, God will use me to help you get closer to him so that we can work together. The year of requires me to tame the ego in me. Standing all over the church. It's so crazy because God will God will sometimes speak to you to share but in sharing and speaking I was telling pastor I said man this whole week trying to get this word together and it just wasn't flowing I was getting antsy I was getting anxious and I was talking to God and God said is this about you doing a good job
Is this about you not flunking? Or is this about you trust in me that I gave you the word and if I gave it to you I know how I'm going to deliver it through you. I just need you to stop making this about you. <laughs> if I'm honest one of the hardest jobs to tame in your ego is preaching. Because when you do it good, everybody tells you how good you were. You start looking at your Instagram, see who mentioned you. <laughs> I wish I had some folks that would that be honest in here. But me and my brother, we learned over the years, it's called the foolishness of preaching. That sometimes you may have a word you think gonna kill. And then you like, oh, this joint gonna murder today. I'm, <laughs> you like, I'm ready for that. And then you get there and it, it don't do what you thought it was gonna do. And then you have a word you feel like, man, I just don't feel like I'm, I'm, I ain't feeling it. And that'll be the word that touches millions. Because even for preachers, God has to remind us, this ain't about you. I'm sharing that to say, the only way this becomes a movement of we is that we have to stop making it about us. Individually, we got to, y'all. I tell y'all this all the time. I love y'all. I love Community Hope. But we have got to stop falling into this culture of feeling like we need to dry snitch through our Instagram. You know you made that post about that person, but then you act like it's not about them. And then we say things like, well, only a hit dog holler. No, that's, that's your ego. That's your ego. You want them to feel because you feel. You want them to hurt because you hurt. You want them to experience some level of pain because you experience some level of pain. What if Jesus had done that with us? What if Jesus had gotten up on that cross and said, nah, this ain't even about me. This is because of their stuff. I want them to feel it instead of me. I want these nails to be felt in their lives instead of my life. I want, I want this crown to make them bleed instead of making me bleed. That he said, nah, I don't, I don't do this for me. He could have called on angels, get me down immediately. But Jesus said, not my will. My Father's will be done. When we learn to let go of ego, we learn to accept God's plan for our lives. And everything that comes with it, we take it. Because we say, if God brought it, then there's something God wanted me to learn from it. And as long as I keep that kind of mindset, it will never destroy me. You can't destroy me. I'm God's child. You can't break me. 
God's got me here. I don't care how heavy that heartache was. If he got you out of it, don't let it make you bitter. Tell somebody, I'm going to be better. Every man ain't disrespectful. Every woman ain't a hater on you. Could it be, <laughs> thank you, God. Could it be that your ego told you you could change them? And you never asked God in the first place. And then when they did you wrong, you want to put the blame on them when the look at somebody tell them, but it was me. <laughs> Negro snail good. Had on the cologne that I like. She was thick. I'm sorry, Lord. <laughs> Telling on myself. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> oh, Lord, this is three the line. <laughs> Bible. <laughs> I'm human, thank you. Grace got me covered. When we're more in line with God, we'll realize that we won't have as much beef with other people because God will bring to us who God needs for us. I want to do this call for salvation. Every eye closed, every head bowed. If you've never given your life to Christ, we say it every Sunday. But really what we're saying is, is that this is a moment where you get to surrender your entire self to God. Because you realize that something's not working. Keep messing up. You keep falling short. And honestly, you just don't feel yourself. And you feel like there's got to be something better. And giving your life to Christ is literally you just saying, God, I trust that Jesus died for me. And you raised him from the dead so that I could be saved. I could be better. I could live better. I could see better. I give my life to Christ because I realize that the way I'm walking has got me going in the wrong direction. I need direction. I need guidance. And God gave us Jesus to help us along this journey so that we could actually be who God has called us to be, but more importantly, so that we could do what God has called us to do. Every eye closed, every head bowed. If you've never given your life to Christ, Christ never prayed the prayer of salvation. And this morning, even those who are online and you want to give your life to Christ, don't let your ego talk you out of it. And if that's you this morning, just raise your hand where you are. If you need to give your life to Christ, just raise your hand. I see that hand. Just raise your hand. Don't be afraid about who's around you, who's beside you. Just raise that hand. Just lift that hand so that I can see it. I see that hand. I see your hand. Online, you can just raise that hand, even online, and say, I need to give my life to Christ. Is there anybody else? Just raise your hand. 
Your ego's telling you right now is trying to talk you out of it. You don't need, you don't need God. I see that hand. You don't, you don't need God. You good. You can do this by yourself, but you know that's your ego because you know you need something better, something stronger, something outside of you, and that is God. That is who we serve. I surrender all. If you're online or you can text Hope Decision at 7741 and somebody will get in 77411 somebody will get in contact with you. If you raised your hand, I need you to do me a favor. I need you, if you would, just make your way to the altar. I just want to pray with you. If, you. if you raised your hand, I just want you to come right here to this altar and I just want to pray with you this morning. Amen. I wish I could get some folks to give God praise like like you remember when you gave your life to Christ. Amen. God bless you, my sister. God bless both of you. God bless all three of you. Y'all do me a favor. Stretch your hands to those who are at this altar. My man, Miles. Y'all give God... Miles turned 10 on yesterday. And he's getting the best birthday gift he could ever get. Those who had all, if you would stretch your hands to God, I want you to repeat this prayer. And I want you to say it like you mean it. Amen. God, I thank you for this day, the day of my salvation. God, I thank you that on today, I gave my life to you. I'm confessing with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. And I'm believing in my heart that you raised Jesus from the dead so that today I could be saved. I've been forgiven of all of my sins. And God, I thank you. This doesn't make me perfect. This makes me covered. And your grace is sufficient and more than enough to allow me to be who you've called me to be and do what you've called me to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Come on, y'all, give God a hand clap of praise in the house. Give God another hand clap of praise in the house. Come on, you can do better than that. Y'all show some love for those who've come, amen. Community of Hope, before these folks go, Miles, do me a favor, stay right here. My brother, stay, do me a favor, stay right here. Get him right here. No, stay right here, stay right here, stay right here at the altar. When Reverend Bill did the altar call, these three sisters came. The spirit whispered me, there's a brother. And then Miles ran down. And then this brother, when Reverend Bill said it was Miles' birthday, decided he, I, I watched him, he came down and decided he wanted to bless him and gave him some money for his birthday. Was that what that was for? Gave him $10 because he turned 10, amen? And so I saw the three sisters here and I had two brothers here. The spirit whispered to me, balance. 
is another, at least one more brother in the house that you need to make your way to this altar. Don't let your ego, because as brothers, we've been told we gotta be strong, we gotta be solid, we gotta be this, we gotta be that. But there's a brother, at least one more brother, who you need to come down to the altar. This brother came down because he wanted to come answer the call. This brother came down because he wanted to be a blessing to the young man. But there's another brother here that needs to be at this altar. You're not saved, or you need a church home, or you need to rededicate your faith. I want you to make your way down to this altar right now. Come on. Come on. I know you're here. I know you're here. I know you're here. I know you're here. And I need you to get out of your own way and let God have God's way. Because one of the keys to manhood is that when you can get out of the way and let God have God's way, that's when you can have power. Sisters, I want you to help me because sisters, you've got influence. My goodness, we didn't even need a sister. God bless you, sir. Let me shake your hand, brother. God bless you, soldier. God bless you, sir. God bless you, soldier. God, I wish I had a praying church knew how to give God praise. Here's why I love God. God will shift everything because when it looks like it's done, it ain't done until God takes care of you. And God will have not even the one who preached the word get whispered a word to make sure we don't leave until God has what God has for you. A community of hope. We say this every Sunday with a community of hope where everyone has a chance. We don't care who you are, what you've done, who you did it with. Okay, if you did it last night, woke up doing it this morning. When you get into the house of the Lord, you're in the right place at the right time to become all that God has called you to be. And we believe that God's got a blessing with your name. What? Today, God wouldn't let us leave because God had a blessing with your name. Slam on. When you understand that, that's when you can understand your value. I gotta get, Reverend Bill said something, oh my phone is in my pocket. Reverend Bill said something and it was so significant I had to write it down in a note because I don't wanna mess up what he said. He said, I am enough because God's grace is enough. I don't know why the Lord has me focusing on you right now, brother, but I want you to hear the spirit of the Lord for your life. You are more than enough because God's grace is more than enough. God's grace is more than any mistake you've ever made. I don't care what mistakes you've ever made in your life. God's grace 
is more than where you grew up. God's grace is more than what people say about you. God's grace is more than enough for you. You are more than enough. Because God's grace is more than enough. All of you, you are more than enough. Because God's grace is more than enough. If y'all receive that in this place, come on, give God some praise today. Now, I've done what God said do. But Brother Ransom, I've learned a lesson from you. Because Brother Ransom will always have a goal for what he's setting for the holiday season. But he'll always reach the goal and then God will always give overflow. I believe there still may be somebody else, man or woman, who you are not saved, you need a church, or you need to rededicate your faith. Right now, I saw the balance at the altar. I'm believing for the overflow. I saw the balance. I'm believing for the overflow. And so can you help me, Community of Hope, since this is the year of we? I need you to ask three folks, wait till I say go, ask three folks around you. Ask them, one, are you saved? Two, do you need a church? Three, uh, do you need to rededicate your faith? And then be like, do you need to go down? Tell them, I'll walk down with you. I've got your back. Won't you do that for me? What's the first question? Uh, here we go, here goes. My God, overflow is already on the way. Boy, you sort of, God bless you. God bless you. My God, God bless you. Come on, come on. If that's you, if that's you, if you need to come on down here, come on. But make your way on down. Make your way. If, if you're not saved, you need a church home. My goodness, she came down to bless him and to be down. Amen. Amen. Do me a favor. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, do you need to go down? Are you saved? You got a church? Need to rededicate your faith? Tell them, I'll walk down with you. Ask three folks all around you. Just ask them all around you. Tell them, come on, I got your back. I'll go down with you. Come on, I wish I had somebody that knew how to praise. Come on. Give God glory for overflow. Give God glory. Come on, come on, come on. Today's your day. Hey, Doc. Love you, man. Love you. Hey, sis. Love you. Bless your heart. So good to see you. Come on. Come on. Look at these young people coming down. Come on, come on. Give God glory for this young person. God bless you, Preston. Please shake your... Is there anyone else today? Amen. Hey, superstar. Fly Zayas in the building. Amen. 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 I just want to give one more moment. Just one more moment. Is there anyone else today? Just turn to your neighbor and say, are you sure? Are you sure? Sometimes the struggle is so hard because God's purpose in you is so big. And if you could just ever get out your way, if you could ever just get out your way, just for a moment, glory, 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 good God Almighty, hallelujah, glory, glory. Y'all got to excuse me, but I feel the glory in the house right now, y'all. Glory, 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 
him. Stretch your hands to all these who are at this altar. And my ministers, I want you to come and be able to minister to them as well, especially those who just came, even as we lead them out. God, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We give your name the glory. We give your name the praise. And we celebrate you, for you are the God of the overflow. God, I thank you, God, for what you showed me, which was the balance. And I thank you, God, that I just believe by faith for the overflow. I thank you, God, you put us in a place where we can believe for what we haven't even yet seen because you're faithful to be able to bring it. I thank you for every life here at this altar, and I thank you, God, my God Jesus, for the greatness that's in this altar. I thank you, God, my God, for the young brilliance that's at the altar. I thank you, God, for the young brilliance. I thank you for Miles Minishada, a young, brilliant photographer. I thank you for Fly Zaya, a young, brilliant rapper and recording artist. I thank you for young people who have already distinguished themselves and are known nationally at a young age. I thank you, God. But I thank you, God, that their ego didn't get in the way of them making their way to the altar. I thank you, God, that their ego didn't get in the way of them saying, God, I want you to be in charge of it, God. I, I thank you, God, for what you're doing and the generation you're raising up. I give you glory today. Now bless, God, these people at this altar. I give you glory, God, for what you shall do. And I thank you, God, for this brother who started the overflow. I thank you that his leadership gave others permission to make a step. I give you glory for the leader that's in him. And I give you glory, God, that it doth not yet appear who he shall be, but he shall be everything you've called him to be in the name of Jesus we give you glory God we give your name praise in Jesus name we pray amen and amen. come on somebody give God some praise in the house today do me a favor everybody at the altar if you can go in this direction follow my um, preachers right here we just want to get some information from you if you can just go right that way just follow them right there amen somebody we just want to get some information from you come on somebody shout welcome to the family Plazaya. Hey, baby girl. She, now y'all better watch out when you're hanging out with Flyzaya because she had me on roller skates down Eastover. And y'all know I'm too old to be on roller skates down Eastover in that parking lot. Amen. I need a soft landing. Amen. Amen. I can't even skate. And I'm skating around with Zaya. Excited. Amen. Amen. Reverend Bill, you want to come in and give us our closing word of prayer and benediction? Let's look to God. Hey, listen, I want to I share something. I want you to see something. The beauty of uh, Reverend Tony Lee being my pastor, and the reason we've been able to work so good together for over 20 years, literally, after these are Andy Church, he brought me on as the youth minister. Um, he was the director of youth ministry. It's because there's no ego here, like real talk. So when he comes and takes the mic, he's supposed to take the mic because he's my pastor. You understand what I'm saying? And watch this. Sometimes we get so concerned with who gonna get shine. Your shine will get it in the way of God's glory. Imagine I said, no, nah, I got this. 
and kept it going, I wouldn't have thought about because God's always doing something different outside of who you think you are. If pastor had not come up and did what he did, God's glory would have been missed. Don't let your ego get in the way of God's glory. God don't mind giving you credit when you give God glory. Look at somebody tell me, I just want to give God glory. I'm, I'm greeting the back. Yeah, I'm coming to the back. I, I want to show them something real quick. Hey, cuz. Hey, cuz. Me and my cousin, she got me hooked on this joint called Wordle. Anybody know what that is? Yeah. Wordle. Yeah, yeah. And it's this joint where they give you five words, five letters, right? Five letter words. And you get six tries to try to get it right. G-R-A-C-E. Watch this, though. So I was looking at it, cuz. I saw grace. God said that I want you to see something. If you look in it, you can actually rearrange it and show that God, the G, cares. Because there's care in grace. God just gave me that. I just wanted to share that with you. Grace is a reminder that God cares for you. Amen? All right, y'all, let's go to the back. Amen. I forgot that, um, well, I saw the family here. Uh, Sister Kiki, um, so, old family, thank you. whole family, come on out here. We're going we to blow y'all up. We're going to blow y'all up. So this is young Milan. Oh, the whole family came on out. Lord have mercy. The whole family came on out. And we have known this family for a gazillion years. It's so good to see you. I was on Instagram and I saw Milan and Milan had made um, beats. She had made this beat and she was singing over it, produced it, so she was just this young producer, amen? Um, and, and I hit her mother up and I was like, yo, how can I help? Can I give like a microphone or something? Uh, to, you know, her studio or something, right? And she said, well, you know, um, that could happen. But, uh, what, what, but her daddy said that what she need is and kind of laid out the thing, right? And the great thing is that that was like around the price I wanted to pay for the microphone, amen, somebody? And I was like, well, praise the Lord, because we believe in uh, when we see gifting, my goodness, in young people, that we want to support it, amen? Amen, we want to support it. Now... We didn't plan it this way, but at the altar was Miles Minishada, who's an incredible young photographer who has, I mean, he shoots BET awards, all that kind of stuff. He'd be on the red carpet. He has shot like a little bit of everybody. He came down, here's his 10th birthday. That then what came down was Fly Zaya, and Fly Zaya is, the Kennedy Center has acknowledged her as one of their young ambassadors, and so she is a young ambassador for the Kennedy Center, amen? We've got these young people who we have been working with that, 
that Miles, when Reverend Bill would go do photo stuff, he would have Miles with him when, when he did campaigns and the Meet Me Outside joint. Fly Zaya has performed for us on many. When we have something, we're going to make sure we always got her out there doing it for us because she can do it. Amen. I mean, she spit like the old school. Amen, somebody. She got bars. Turn to your neighbor and say, she got bars. Amen. Amen. She got bars. Amen. We thank God. And now we got this young mega producer. Amen. Amen. We got this young mega producer and singer who I knew your grandfather or great-grandfather? Uncle. I knew her uncle. And her uncle was a tremendous blessing to us at the Ebenezer AME Church. And so I just wanted to sow and we just wanted to, we just saw that you were a blessing. And so we were told that you could utilize an MPC Beats, a MIDI pad controller with 18 MPC pads, as well as the M Audio Vocal Studio, which has in it, I believe this is a little small mixer, earphones, and uh, microphone. Amen, somebody? Brother Bill, could you help me? <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, Oh, I, I want to put it in her hands and then they grab it, but I want, want y'all to just see her with the big old joint. Amen, somebody? <laughs> now, that's heavy for you, so we go ahead. <laughs> I want you to hear this, and I want you to never forget this. The church believes in you. Because we believe God has a gift in you. The world will try to snatch your gift. But you always remember that even when they offer you big, huge record contracts and you producing for all these big people, always make sure God can smile at what you do. All right? Amen? Okay? So we got you. And so we already talking right now about how to do some collaboration with her and Zaya and, you know, we just figure something out and the church pay for it. Miles shoot it. <laughs> photo shoot us up. But we want to see how to support all of our young people and get them studio time and, and, and all those kinds of pieces because we want to make sure all of our young people win because the world doesn't have to be the one to show our young people they shine. It's our job to make sure that we show them that we love and we appreciate them. Come on, give God some praise in the house today. Reverend Bill, you wanna do benediction right here? We're gonna do benediction right here, and then, and then we're gonna run on the back, but we're gonna do benediction right here. I'm good? Amen. Ain't no ego, look at that. I'm tired. <laughs> Come on, let's go to God to close the word of prayer. Has this been good, y'all? What an incredible day, man. What an